This podcast and others at DougFeed.tv have been brought to you by the patrons at patreon.com slash DougFeedTV. Pledge your support to get cool shows, to make dreams come true, to get cool rewards, and to help out some podcasters. That's patreon.com slash DougFeedTV. Where is the challenge? Fine. 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 But the eyes of liberty never sleep. I'm Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where Gary and I are slowly but surely killing ourselves with the X-Men animated series episodes, and we're doing it for your entertainment. How are you, Gary? How's things? What's going on? It's been a little while since we talked. Yeah, it has. It has been a little while. Uh, I'm okay. Cool. I'm okay. All right. I'm, uh, All right. Yeah, I'm just, just uh, having a solemn and respectful Tuesday. Um, yeah. Doing all right. How about you? I'm doing good. I, uh, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter to immediately date this, oh, yeah. the recording of this podcast. And uh, despite not really uh, having much of affinity for those games previously, I'm really kind of digging this one. I've heard the, the, the new one is good. I have, a, I have an aversion to lobby-based kind of co-op stuff. Like I, like I like a co-op campaign. I don't really like a let's go just kind of let's go on a big fight, organize it ahead of time kind of thing. It's, um, you know? It's it's weird because I'm not like knowing a little bit about your gaming taste, having listened to you talk mm-hmm. about video games for a long time. Uh, I, I don't like. I think that you would. I think you could definitely play this as a solo game, right? Like, so they, mm-hmm. they give you a little cat partner that helps you distract monsters or whatever. Uh, so you could play it fully offline, but I don't know that you would really care about like. There's just systems on top of systems on top of systems on top of systems. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like every time I look there's, around, there's, there's a new thing yeah, that I need there, to do. And I, like I, I like systems a lot. It's just there's a lot of like there's a lot of things that make because people people have been trying to get me to play it since it came out. And uh, there's lots of things that are specifically non Gary things. Like it is a Skinner box. You know, it's about uh, killing a monster, getting loot to craft better equipment, so you can kill a better monster to get better loot to craft better equipment to kill a better monster. Yep. You know, add infinite mm-hmm. infinitum. Um, I don't care about that. Like, I don't like, I don't get very much out of those kind of things. You know, I don't, I don't like loot drops. I don't like, like, going, grinding for loot drops. Um, I've never liked the designs, uh, in that game. Like, they're just dinosaurs, and I just, like, I don't, not that excited about killing dinosaurs, uh, you know, in, in games. And I, I played the 3DS one for a few hours, and I had a hard time with it. Um, you know, I, I don't know if I wanted lock on or I wanted something else to the combat. Uh, yeah. I mean, like the combat was slow and deliberate in that Souls way, but there it wasn't. It didn't feel like Souls to me. I just um, don't get, I understand the new one feels a little bit quicker, but I don't get why there, people. Lot, yeah. So many people compare this name to this damn game to Souls so much. Like it gets it goes back and forth. I see people be like, "Oh, Monster Hunter is like Souls now," and then a bunch of people get indignant. It's like, "Well, actually, Souls uh, Monster Hunter came out way before Souls did, so actually, Dark Souls has always been like Monster Hunter." And I'm like, "They're they're nothing like one another. They're literally <laughs> nothing like you have a weapon and you get dressed up." <clears throat> And I, I guess but, like you could make an argument that the combo that the combat is like that um, where you can't really cancel out of stuff. I can't I can't remember the term I'm looking for, yeah, like but it's deliberate. like 
deliberate. Yeah, it's, it's very deliberate. Like you have to like know what you're doing. There's some of that, but it doesn't it doesn't articulate the same way at all because you're not fighting like people. You're constantly fighting. You're never ever fighting a humanoid thing that I've seen so far. Like it's always like a yeah. giant dinosaur or something. So uh, yeah, all all, I, all beast fights. People try you know, to get all, me to play all, yeah. the Wii U version. Brian Wade uh, made me buy mm. the the Wii Wii version so I could play it on the Wii U, <laughs> and did not tell me that it was a port from the 3DS version, where like you go five steps and you have a loading screen. <laughs> like it was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's actually the series before this new one. That loading screen thing is is one of the things that people have said that the new one's better because yeah. it has these kind of big contiguous worlds. They've previously they've always had those loading screens, regardless mm-hmm. of the platform, really. And this works um, out really well. Like, this, yeah. this, this feels good to like roam around and find stuff and everything else. But like, yeah, I, I definitely don't understand the just, reason people are trying to get everybody that likes Dark Souls to play this game. I, I don't really understand that either. And it, it is something where it's like, I'm sure that like if I sat down with it and spent some time to get past the learning curve, it's not like I wouldn't have fun. It's a, if I look at a back of the box thing, like what are the things that I dig about games, right? Like I like, uh, I like a, like a story progression, uh, you know? I like uh, environments more than I like big monsters. You know, I like, I'm like, oh, I'm in a cool old cathedral. What's this like? Oh, I'm in this weird, uh, you know, underground maze that's to an ancient people. Like, what, what are their story? You know, like, there's things that the game just isn't about, you know, that I, that I think that the, and then I, you know, I don't, I like build, like, I like coming up with new skills. I don't like loot. Like, I don't like minor statistical bonuses that you, add an aggregate to become much more powerful you know that's something like i kind of hate in games actually like um you know so there's just like a lot of the back of the box things that are like fine things they're fine things to be have a game be about that i know are just things that don't really attract me to games sure you know so like i'm curious i'm kind of curious about it i think that once it gets cheap enough i probably will check it out um, i mean just because there's there's a lot of buzz about it you can just download a demo if you well, want yeah. to check it out. I just, I mean, I don't have time to, even if I like the demo, like I don't have time to play it either. Gotcha. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I've got other stuff I, sh- I want to be playing and, and the, uh, so it's like some, I think it's something I will play eventually. Um, but it's just something that is hard for me to get excited about. No, like it, it's become a weird game that is hard to like separate out the people who are like super into it. Um, I've had, I've heard from a couple of people who are converts like yourself who like didn't really like the old ones. For the most part, it's just people who love Monster Hunter already and are like, this new one is like Monster Hunter, but more so. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't a lot for me in Monster Hunter. Like, I didn't really like it. You know, it's it's that plus more so. Like, it could be a better version of it, but it's like a better version of something I didn't like very much. Exactly. You know, which yeah. is better, but it's just a premise that's not super attractive to me. The fact um, that there's not really, I mean, there's a story, but it's not really like. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's very thin. Like it's, Oh, Hey, yeah. we need, you're in a new world and, uh, we need you to go kill this monster. <laughs> so, yeah. Like that's, that's pretty much the plot so far. Um, I, I would, there's a way that you could articulate like a monster hunting game. Like you could take those words and make a game I would dig, I think, but it would be closer to how monster hunts work in the Witcher. Like it'd be about research and preparation and like brewing potions and stuff. I know there's a little bit of that preparation stuff that goes through, but this feels a lot like learning and, and dodging patterns, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the part of, uh, I think the Souls part comparison comes to, comes a lot from like a lot of people who play Souls games and they think of that game and the combat um, exclusively about like learning tells, you know, uh, gotcha. and I have a, yeah. a, a finite appetite for that. Like that's something that the Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 kind of taught me that like, I have a certain number of tells I want to memorize, but just going in, having something kill me with an attack I've never seen before, then coming back and knowing that attack for the next time is not an inherently valuable loop. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
It's something I hate. It's something I like to a degree, but I just don't, you know, not attractive. You mentioned like going through like cathedrals and uh, like ancient civilizations and stuff like that. And um, like that is, that would be a really cool version. That would be like the souls version of a monster hunter game for me. It was if, mm. if these weird monsters had taken over and cleared out like these human settlements, right. We had taken over it for themselves. So you're, you're exploring these areas and you're learning about the monster and you're learning about the people. And then you're having this fight uh, as it plays out. Now mm. you're wandering around Jurassic park, like killing all of the nice dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> it would be amazing if it was like that, where it was instead of you know monsters, they were like, oh, this is like I would do like an Eldritch Hunter, like you you know you go to these forbidden temples or what have you, and you put down the things that you know old civilizations or old cultists or whatever that either like took out those civilizations or that they summoned mm-hmm. things so, like yeah, that. I think that'd be that. that'd be real cool. Like Scott uh, Scott Benson, who is the guy who did Night in the Woods, who's been on Bonfire Side Chat, mm-hmm. uh, did a big thread on Twitter that kind of like encapsulated a lot of my feelings for it, where it's like it's such a the aesthetic. It, it it's very hard for me just to feel cool taking down those monsters no matter how big they are because like what's cool is a gigantic pillar of skulls that like talks in a demon voice like a dinosaur is just not i love dinosaurs like i don't but it's that doesn't lend itself to wanting to kill dinosaurs yeah you know i just think they're cool i don't like necessarily think they're fun to fight i am playing uh dragon's dogma finally um way oh. past everybody else because I, I get to games like years and years after so i have probably like seven hours into dark arisen Okay. Uh, so I've been playing that and that's, you know, I understand there's a little bit of DNA and some of the things I don't like about uh, monster hunter probably apply to that as well. But this is working out a lot better for me because even though the story so far, I don't know if it gets better, but so far is really bad. The, um, it does feel about environment exploring environments like, Oh, like there's a castle on that windswept like cliff. I'm going to go check that out. Yep. That's, that's the fun of that game. Yeah. Cause you can, just, yeah, and, there's and a thing you- there that, so that that is working for me right now in a way that is scratching more things on my checklist than i think monster hunter would you know oh yeah dark, dark arisen or dragon's dogma is, is definitely like when i was playing that game this year uh or i guess last year now um i was the whole time i was thinking it's like man this would have been uh like a much better game for bonfire side chat than neo like i would have loved to hear and i'm sure yeah. you and cole are going to play that like going to do an episode or stuff some sort on that that, that that game at some point like i wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised it's yeah. a cool game like the 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 narrative stuff so far is too dumb to like really grab onto but the play and exploration is really good and the uh, the narrative um, stuff does get better. Like it's does it okay, but it does. But it, it's it's going to do that thing where it's going to hide its charms until the very 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 end, and then you're going to be like, gotcha. why, why why wait? <laughs> like why make me yeah. wait the twenty hours to do this? <laughs> what are you doing? Give me a give me a hook. Like it is such a. I wonder. I mean, I'm sure there there have been essays written about it, but like it feels very fraught to like do a game that is based around the existence of a incredibly satisfied happy slave race. You know, oh, like oh, here, the, here's a race the of things or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was real. Like, what, that was what real a, weird that, to me the entire time. That like, feels very fraught to me. Like, oh, we're just happy to obey, sir. And I'm like, oh, you know, when they're explaining them to you, it's like, do they have agency? It's like, no, they're just happy to make sure you're good. But you like, know, they, they live here. They live to serve. They, they literally live to serve, and they love it. They look like everybody else. Like they look exactly yeah. like humans do. So like, how am I supposed to tell the pawns apart? Like from the people that are like have agency, and also like, are you guys eating? Do you get hungry? Like, do you have to poop? Yeah. <laughs> like, because yeah, all yeah, of what, that would tell what, me that you're a living organism and not just some like weird thing that's obeying all of my commands. <laughs> it would just be. I would love to have like a you know the existence of that in a world is a really interesting question to kind of tackle. If it was done with a little bit of verisimilitude, like, are, do you run into in that game? Do you run into people who are like, "Hey, we need to," you know, even if they like doing it, we need to stop making these things servants. I don't, I don't, you know, like any like, quests like that that should, happens. So. There should be things like that. Like, it should have a little bit of that. Like, 
real world implication as opposed to being this very very far-fetched like fantasy construct you just kind of have to accept on the surface you know like the pawn stuff is very weird to me and that's like a large part of why the story stuff seems bad to me other than the fact that like every single side quest is go get 10 of whatever it's yeah. a, it's a very funny actually like they they have a you know because usually if a character says like go kill 10 rats um usually they say uh you know hey my basement has rats in it like go kill them characters in dragon's dogma say go kill 10 rats i don't care where they are when you do it <laughs> i just want them <laughs> I to be done you to go kill the 10 and rats absolutely yeah somebody said go works. kill go kill two seagulls and like why <laughs> i just fucking hate <laughs> seagulls i want to prove that you killed two of them and i went and shot two seagulls and it was you know it was fine i got a bunch of experience it's like well shit you know um like there are there are problems with the game so far but i'm really enjoying uh the fighting and i had it has a little bit of that like breath of the wild style emergence like i was walking down the beach there's a cyclops there that was fighting with harpies and then i yeah. like stopped and i fought the cyclops and it was really fun you know so there, there's elements of like there's somewhere between those that game and monster hunter and souls there's like the perfect gary game somewhere out there and mm-hmm. like witcher 3 probably like throwing in some of that dna for that research part um, there is the perfect hunt big monsters game, but none of them are exactly it. All of that you know? and Matthew McConaughey's abs. Am I right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I got to get. All right, all right. Those are the, the four um, components to my perfect game. Yep, all right, all right. Uh, my um, uh, my favorite part of Dragon's Dogma, and we'll, we'll get we'll move on into X Men stuff in just a second, y'all. I'm sorry, but uh, that that first ex- experience that you have when you're going to someplace far away when a quest marker is really far away and like you have mm-hmm. limited inventory which i normally hate and i didn't end up liking in this game but it it made the tension of like i'm going to plan this long journey to go to this place because there's really there's very limited fast travel and uh, the, the stuff that's yeah. there is and is because the dlc gives you more stuff uh, than the base game ever did uh which i've, I've seen yeah, people I, actually I complain that, about like, but i love i love fast like, travel was like two hundred thousand money yeah in the base game. <laughs> yeah. uh but like there was like that first time that you like went on a journey and like night fell and you encountered some like yeah. weird, dark, like horrible monster that you had never seen before. And you're just scared out of your wits. And the whole time, like your pawns are just babbling about the weather and get, get them, sir. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you idiots have agency. Um, uh, I went in and made my pawns talk as much as possible. Like I wanted the cacophony of pawn to, just talking all the time around me. It, it works so well. White noise. Yeah, man. Like the whole time. Yeah. Oh, sir, I'm familiar uh, with these lands. Like, I can't remember the exact lines, but it's, <laughs> like, it's that, that's pretty much it. The um, Nightfall has done really well in that game. Yeah, like, it does absolutely. have that feeling of danger. The one thing that frustrates me, and maybe you can help me because you've played this before and there's a way around it. Because um, my, my, I tend to, you know, do side quests for a while because one, something I'm learning about games when I think about the uh, value proposition of doing side stuff is that games are uh, very bad in general, I think, at you know, people can tell you this, but games don't signal whether you're going to need to do side stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I could just mainline the game and do the main quest and get out in a reasonable number of hours. However, what if that means the last boss will be impossible because I didn't level up, right? Yeah. So the one thing about that fast travel is it's making the early side quest stuff kind of really frustrating. Like, I, I want to be able to undertake those super long journeys, but I went to, like, a, a place. I'm at, like, this castle where these thieves live there, and they, they're going to indoctrinate me, or these, like, barbarians or whatever. And there's like nowhere to sleep. And it's like, well, I can walk halfway across the fucking world now and go sleep, yeah. you know, but really I just like would love to be able to travel back because I'm doing these little like side quests for these guys. You know, I want to do those huge, those perilous journeys, but I also want maybe a little bit more cost of living kind of, kind of stuff. I, uh, I, so, I definitely had that, that problem too. Like, cause a lot of your side quests, um, especially if you've seen any of the escort missions yet, 
Um, mm, where you can I, pay- I just I they keep getting failed on my list, but I haven't done them. Okay. No. Uh, the like all the escort mission is like, hey, this NPC wants to take you to like a, wants you to take them to a spot, and you do get like a, a neat little cutscene where you're both like looking at a waterfall or whatever, which is really kind of neat and pretty. Uh, but they're so fucking far out of the way. And so mm-hmm. what I ended up doing was using like the, uh, the fast travel stuff and I would just put one cause you can pick them up and <clears throat> excuse me, you can pick them up and put them down wherever you want to and you can just fast travel mm-hmm. there. So I would just put one at like all of these like locations that I kept noticing that I would go be going back to. So it ended up being mm-hmm. like, Oh, I have this side quest. You want me to take you to the ass end of the world. I'm going to teleport there. And because I don't want to make this game boring, I'm going to walk back from there so that I feel like gotcha. I'm not, I'm not getting stuck anywhere and I'm not losing a lot of progress. Um, but you're also not, you're not babysitting somebody on this long journey. Yeah, exactly. Because that's the worst part. Like the, the one time that like, uh, you know, cause they're idiots. <laughs> so like I was trying to yeah. run away, like there, there's a giant griffin over there please run this way mr npc man and like you're not you're just like wandering around and getting killed like i don't this is boring like i don't i'm not equipped to deal with the giant griffin in the middle of the night i'm sorry like it's just not Mm. impossible so that's what i ended up doing with the fast travel system and uh a lot of the side quest stuff especially as i started getting closer to the end i just kind of didn't even bother with because it was at that point i felt like i was powerful enough and uh like i was Mm. i was clearing enemies well enough that i didn't really feel like i was i needed to do the experience or the extra gear or whatever um, and I had kind of settled into my class that I liked a lot. Like the magical archer class is just fucking dope as hell. And, uh, so it was the I'm, mystic knight thing. So I'm pretty close to, to quitting, uh, side stuff and just kind of playing it just because I want to be able to finish it. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to playing it more. Like, and I, I, and I should mention, and I, does, I did not touch the DLC, so I can't speak on that. <clears throat> I've heard the DLC is extremely soulsy. Like okay. people keep saying that the environments are really like gothic and haunted in a way that uh i really appreciate so i'm really excited that's the one thing i'm definitely going to do um one of the things i like about it and i understand just bring it back to monster hunter as opposed to bring it back to x-men the anime x-men the animated series for days of future cast (laughs) (laughs) Uh, is that uh i love is that i went um and i was fighting some some lizard men who like for a long time were giving me a lot of trouble i wasn't spec to fight them um i could finally take them out uh, because i got high enough level and i was fighting some and was winning like just kind of by the skin of my teeth and then a uh, chimera just like dove in and fucked me up like out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like the, the monsters will fight each other and they have overlapping territories and stuff, which I understand that's a big part of Monster Hunter, which is appealing to me. You know, it's just like I, I think I like D&D monsters more than I like dinosaurs. Like as yeah. things to fight. Totally fine. Yeah. I love finding those what lizard we, men uh, just, uh, just sunbathing on the rocks like next to a, yeah. <laughs> a thing and you just kind of sneak up yeah. to them and just stab them. <laughs> it's so good. Yep, stab them in the tail. Um, what episodes are we talking about today? Um, we are going to talk about uh, Jeremy finding his notes and the 17 million tabs that he has opened <laughs> yeah, in We're talking about Chrome. Old Soldiers. Is the first old Soldiers, episode. yeah. Um, hidden Agendas. Yes, yes. I think we incorrectly, last time we recorded, uh, said that we were going to be co- talking about Mr. Sinister. I think this is the Sam Guthrie episode. Mr. Sinister. Yeah, they, the they, have, they have names that don't make any. One's called Descent and one's called Hidden Agendas. And like, I, there is a Descent and a Hidden Agenda in both. Yeah, I don't understand why these are named anything. Uh, at least Old Soldiers make sense. And I, I kind of like this episode, Gary. Like, I, Me too. This is, I think this is a solid X-Men episode. This is, this is, if the animation was better, right? Like if this mm-hmm. was season one animation team, I think this would be considered one of the best episodes. And even then, the animation is not so... Like, the models still have that uncanny valley. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't my beautiful Wolverine uh, kind of kind of aspect. The uh, the the actual still drawings are pretty okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, this Captain America looks like Captain America to me. Here. <laughs> yeah, we're going to know. <laughs> we're going to... <sorry. laughs> 
<laughs> I just had to cough, but yeah, I just oh, the okay. fact that like Captain America, like that we're, that we're gonna get into it, but like Wolverine is just wandering around being all sneaky, and Captain America shows up, literally wearing an American flag and Nazi occupied France, like just cracks me the fuck up. It it, it happens. It happens. It happens. Would you? Uh, so let, let's uh, just go ahead and get into it. So for episode, uh, the episode's called Old Soldiers. Um, in it, here's the synopsis. Wolverine thinks back to the time. Oh, I said thinks back in time. Um, Wolverine <laughs> thinks back to the time where he fought in World War II and teamed up with Captain America. Okay. Clear and to the point. Uh, has, this car- has the cartoon really established that Wolverine is uh, that old? Yeah, I feel like it hasn't. Um, no. I'll give and, it a pass. And it's, I don't really, like, I, I think that's just kind of something that we know about his character. Um, but I don't think that it's actually been specifically mentioned. Like I can't separate where I learned Wolverine facts from. Like yes. I don't know. Maybe I learned it yeah. in high school. Probably not. But maybe maybe I learned it from the comic books or the TV shows or the movies or whatever. Um, so in in the the kind of the theming. So this episode opens up with that theming of the uh, the X Men going on intercontinental jaunts. Uh, they're in France. Did you realize that the first time you watched this? Because no. I I didn't realize until the second time where they pan past the Eiffel Tower. I don't, yeah, I don't, I didn't get that until the end of the episode and I don't know why, because this, we open at a graveyard and, um, it's three soldiers like saluting a, a grave Mm -hmm. and presumably they know Wolverine because they see him also like talking to this grave. Uh, but I don't know why they'd have like, I guess it could be a French soldier, but like, why would this dude, why they wouldn't bury an American soldier on, in Paris, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't really understand exactly what's going on. Okay, with, I, I, with su- I assume um, like one of their French compatriots were buried here, and they've come to like pay their respects on the anniversary of his death. Yeah, and, um, but Duke, you know, the, the Holland Commando or whatever, that sure, buried yeah. here, just they, they just bury you where you land. That's how they did in World War II. Like wherever you <laughs> fell, that's where you got buried. <laughs> the entirety of the Louvre is a fucking graveyard nightmare. Um, so Wolverine is coming to yell at a grave. Yes. Those guys are coming to salute a grave. Wolverine wants to scream at one and brandish and threaten it. And he <laughs> says that he, uh, it. we don't know who this is. It's Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Cocteau, or Cocteau. 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 is how they pronounce it every single time, which makes me think of a foot with dicks <laughs> instead of toes. Can you, you imagine is, having five dicks instead of five toes? Can you imagine those shoes that have, those like sandals that have like the toes, but instead <laughs> they're just sleeves. penises? <laughs> just open it up and they're just... <laughs> Jesus God, Christ. It's so gross. <laughs> just like five condoms hanging off the tip of your stocking. Uh, like, no sorry, baby. You missed the pinky toe. You got to keep working. <laughs> <laughs> no, no good. Each one has its own chamber. So like, that'd be amazing. It's like, uh, you know, like, like, like a, what would an orgasm feel like if it happened to your foot? I don't, I don't, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> you don't, don't know? I don't know. Really I've never experienced an orgasm with my foot. Let me, hold on, let me, let me look around and see if there's anybody. Nope, I'm here alone. There's nobody I can ask that. So, good. Yeah. I think that if there's transhumanism, like if we actually enter into the future and it's not a dystopia, you know, if it's, there, there's actually that kind of stuff, that would be a real fun way to, to do science, you know, like where it's like you could have these implants or whatever that can like turn different parts of your body to have the capability of orgasms like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's way better than gun for a hand, which is what I commonly see. Yeah. Right? Which is what most people do. Like you imagine <laughs> the future. And it's like, Oh, we're going to have guns for hands. Well, what if instead of having guns for hands, you had penises for hands and they could orgasm? Well, then Gary, no yeah. work would get done. Exactly. We would all be having <laughs> orgasms. Yeah. Why is, why is your utopia contain work? And the, uh, so um and i understand that there's a you know such thing like someone can have full body orgasms etc etc don't have me um sting stay out of my mentions please yeah i don't need you (laughs) i don't need you up in here (laughs) um 
So he's yelling at the grave, uh, says, you know, the, the, you old man, you took the joy of Paris from me. Like, what, what does that mean? And then we flash back to <laughs> like, hey kids, uh, Paris, 1942, Nazis have taken over. And this episode is full of like straight up Nazis, like not Hydra agents. Not Hydra not, agents. You know, yeah. Yeah. Just Nazis. Like no, there's the, no insignia. Nazi symbols in this. Like there's yeah. no, well, there's not, there's no swastikas, but there's iron crosses. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but so it's, it's a weird blend where they're obviously trying to like tame it down for the Saturday morning off, off audience. But at the same time, like clearly they're Nazis. <laughs> Captain America yeah. is fighting them. Like this is who he fights on the regular basis. Yeah. He calls like, real thick German accents. Like it's, it's very mm-hmm. Nazi. And it, I mean, Wolverine or Logan calls him, uh, calls them goose steppers constantly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's overt. What did I step on a goose stepper? Um, the, the uh, yeah, so so Wolverine is in his uh, burglar outfit going across the roofs. He falls down and drops a rock on a Nazi's head. <laughs> um, <laughs> oops, this is before Wolverine was good. Yeah, this is um, before he learned how to do a, a good job. Also, Wolverine is narrating all of this. Like, present day yeah. Wolverine is narrating this. So he's like, and I was to going whom? across the rooftops. And I'm like, who are he's, you talking he's to, talking dog? talking to the grave. <laughs> like, are you talking <laughs> to Andrew Cocteau's? Like, that's weird. He, he, he's talking to somebody at an unrelated funeral. Like so somebody's somebody's like aunt died of cystic fibrosis and Wolverine draws him aside and be like, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story um, about World War Two or the big one, as yeah. Duke calls it earlier. Um, but he's there to meet a contact. He's got like a secret agent contact who is this woman named Justine. They have the greatest like exchange of passcodes. And I think the, mm. w- w- where Logan responds with, but the eyes of liberty never sleep, which <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. Logan thinks that when somebody goes asleep, just their eyes are sleeping. Yeah, exactly. Like your whole body is still said, awake and fighting. I'm just sleeping with my yeah, eyes. It's not Liberty never sleeps. Um, so, uh, Justine shows up here and the, you know, young, like young French woman. Mm-hmm. going to be kind of our, like our love interest for this sorta, which is weird. Maybe? And like, not, not really, but also yeah. kind of like, like she kisses him on the cheek and he's yeah. like holding her face. And I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> you yeah. just met him. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> um, so she she takes him to uh, uh, Happy Sawyer, uh, who who is a guy. Apparently, yeah. it's not like a Happy Hogan's like ancestor or something. I don't know. Only his friends it's call him ancestral happy, first name. It's 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 Captain yeah. it's Captain <laughs> yeah. Sawyer to you. <laughs> Only in in Marvel comics do people have the first name Happy for some reason. I don't I don't know. Well, um, that's an Iron Man thing too, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Iron Man's little funny. It's uh, John Favreau. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Is his so, name really uh, Happy Hogan? I'm sorry. I, I heard. Yeah. I thought you were making like a Hogan's Heroes joke or something. I didn't know where you no, were going no, with that. Happy but I was Hogan going, is uh, Iron Man. That dude's buddy. name is Happy Hogan. Are you fucking kidding me? Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> I can't believe I get to be the person to reveal this to you. I'm I'm sad um, now. <laughs> um, I hate being distracted during this thing. It happens sometimes, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm watching the thing. This guy, Captain Sawyer, comes in, looks like an old man. Lays out this map to explain that they're going to uh, save Andre Cocteau from this castle. This man de-ages about 20 years because happens, of this animation. This happens constantly, constantly. In, in this season, man. It's so yeah. weird. People are aging in, in, aging in and out of middle age. Like, in a way that must be a terrible strain on their bones. Like, he turns into an 18-year-old with a gigantic body. <laughs> and then turns back <laughs> into an old buff man. Like, it keeps happening back and forth, back and forth. I want to mention this plan too is to like break into this secret castle um and happy tells him like hey you either need to uh grab him and bring him back 
or deal with him or take care of him, implying yeah. like Wolverine's going to kill him. And I'm only going to bring that up because it's going to play into the like the end part of this episode, which sounds like it's mm-hmm. just a weird thing to tell Wolverine to do. Um, yeah. But he also tells I mean, it makes him, we have to deny him to the Nazis. The Nazis can't have him. True. You know, the yeah. idea. Um, we also tell, uh, you also tell Logan that he's had some backup on this mission, but he's really going to like this guy. And I haven't seen Wolverine so happy <laughs> to be with, a, with, 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 with another man since morph. <laughs> and you know I, that, you know that this is actually morph this whole time, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's a post credit stinger and Wolverine could smell him. And that's why Wolverine's so into it. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to put it together a, 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 a group of people with unique abilities one of them can yep. turn into anything and make Wolverine with, laugh with unique ability <laughs> we're going to get you a backup person with unique ability mm, I like the sound of that um, so the, these, these soldiers are going to summarily execute a French boy for stealing a baguette uh, of course he is stealing a baguette of course um, and Wolverine pops out and kicks them all to death you know not pop and claws which is, ends up being important this is pre-claw Wolverine this is pre-claw Wolverine um the uh the, the the wolverine is about to get they get back up like his punches didn't take and who saves him but captain america and uh and this <laughs> he's just the, the point you have i mean you, you brought it up earlier but just like captain america is walking around nazi occupied france dressed in the brightest like most patriotic costume you ever can you know i mean it's up as a flag dressed up as a fucking fl- he's cosplaying the american flag which is something that i don't yeah. think captain america would do in 2018 by the way i just want to put that out there oh yeah um, like, at least not in this situation like his his costume still looks pretty you know captain america i i like captain america but largely because of the movies yeah you know like yeah. i never really liked him very much in the comics and like the uh in the, here he's an idiot like there, there's no reason for him to be dressed <laughs> up like this like wolverine is not wearing his yellow costume like he's wearing you know black burglar costume yeah, he looks like you know, he's doing he, some he's black stuff. bag shit because he's doing some yeah. black bag shit, which I guess they're yeah, just like, oh, yeah. Costume. Also, just, you know, send Captain America in the bright blue with the red and white and blue shield tipped up in there, too. Yeah. Um, so they, they make their way to the mountain. The one thing they do, a unique thing where Captain America throws his shield back and it does a camera wipe. Oh, to my the God. The, the, the really camera wipes, episode, they're, like, they're really <laughs> jumping into this. They're just going. <laughs> the page wipes and camera wipes. Uh, very good. So they go to the mountain. And how long, like, this feels like Beast is explaining something to us because they spend a long time on this, like, claw gear. Yes. Scene of them, like, hanging out, talking about claws, hinting about claws. Like, he gets out those kind of claws that you use to shred pork shoulder. Right, mm-hmm. like you, ha- you have this like little set of attachable it's, claws that you. It's can literally use the claws forward. that I'm wearing in my profile picture on daysoffuturecast.com right yes. now. <laughs> yeah. Like exactly. I'm not kidding. Like it's that one. <laughs> and there's a part like it, it. It's like a blink and you miss it thing. But in my file, it's about 7:21, where they all kind of like wave their super sharp claws around wildly to test them. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah, so I love this scene. Standing a couple of feet apart, just going. <laughs> That's what you do. Like, when have you ever funny. put something like the the moment that you hold like three pencils in your hand, like they're claws, right? Like you immediately do yeah. all of those gestures. Like you just start waving your like hands, like you're trying to play a game on the connect. <laughs> it's like you're just, you're just waving your arms around. Something register for me. Something. I brought a new invention from America, Wolverine. It's called what? the Microsoft Connect. <laughs> I, put these we gotta, we're gonna hang out here lungs. for a little bit i had number one like no no just normal climbing <laughs> gear like we can't we have to use weird cl- like wolverine claws i don't get that well because here's, here's the thing like just ergonomically right like if you were to punch into a wall your fist is facing the wall to climb or near that you're climbing your palm is facing the wall not your knuckles which like so you can use a grip this feels like this would just tear your wrist off 
Like, doesn't it seem like you would you would end up at the the top of this with like crippling arthritis and carpal tunnel and would not be able to fight any Nazis and possibly with a broken fucking wrist too. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> what are your what are your feet doing during all of this? Like, what do you what do you, you're not? This is this is. And I know they're just doing it so that Wolverine has claws, right? Like it's, it's just I, foreshadowing. So we can, we can, yeah, it's just, it's supposed to be cute. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's just preposterous that he's like, especially with the modern day Wolverine. Like we, we all know that he had, he had claws at this point in his life, which I'm not going to get it. I don't really care about the like yeah. consistency there, but it's just, it's so well, he I, didn't, he didn't have the metal claws at this point. No, but he had his bone claws. Like, so could, he presumably claws, he could yeah. use his bone claws for this, right? That would work. Yeah. yeah. And um, just they immediately break and he just screams for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Warren Ellis's X Men, the animated series. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love this image too of of Captain America with Wolverine claws. It's so weird. It's so bizarre. You know, it's it's such a weird idea. And let's talk about Wolverine um, throwing a bunch of shade at uh, Captain America for his outfit. He's like, "Where did you get that? Get up!" <laughs> they, 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 um, they seem like um, they're just giving each other shit in a very cute way to me. That is like just again. You you mentioned him having fun as if more for about like. This is just like Wolverine having a nice time. Like, you know, they just kind of give each other shit, but they, there's this mutual respect. Like they love each other. Oh, absolutely. Um, instantly. This is like, a buddy is, cop show, Carrie. This is a buddy cop episode. Like this is basically what lethal weapon was based on. Yeah. Right. Like this it is, is it's very like cute and pure. I think. Um, so they climb up the mountain, uh, giving each other shit. Um, and this is where Wolverine, uh, in a way like this happens a couple times, this happens in that sinister episode where like they hint at things for the audience and then like kind of wink, you know, cause Wolverine's fighting with his claws for, you know, the first time, apparently even bone claws, whatever. And he's just like, you know, I like this. I can get used to this. You know, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of those little winking nods. I can't wait for my things. mind to be erased and I get tortured for 20 years and somebody pours adamantium <laughs> bones and gives me these three claws. <laughs> this is going to be really nice yeah. if they can bring this up this memory for me. This is like he, he wished on a monkey's claw, you know, and he's just like, I wish I could have these all the time. <laughs> like, I wish that these seem great. And then just, uh, you know, Dr. Uh, uh, what is it? Cornelius is just like, you know, mm, that can be arranged. <laughs> Let me think of how i could do that badly yeah uh, <laughs> when they get inside the house they invite some nazis and they get in captain america uh pushes a uh door open with his shield in like the dumbest fucking way as but well. the, the reason that Very he funny. pushes the door open is because wolverine points it out and says try this one smells like fear and when they go inside they find you know the doctor they're looking for but like surrounded by nazis and a giant robot of some place yes he's building an emboss from a wolfenstein like he's building a a a gigantic like because he's got you know chain guns for arms he's got like a little like section in his head where hitler could ride like he's building like literally the emboss from wolfenstein 3d i'm into it and Cocteau uh, doesn't want to go. No, you no, know, he, he's just like you don't like, understand. You don't understand. I can't go with you. And he's like, and they're like, no, we're the we're the good guys. So Wolverine just like yeah. does the sleeper hold on him, and it goes instantly to sleep. Is this like the 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 thing that Spock does or whatever? Like, is this the yeah the, the go to the sleep pinch? pinch? Yeah, yeah. Now here here's the thing. Knowing what we know that Cocteau is a, a double agent, mm-hmm. uh, don't you think that he could wink or something? <laughs> Here, or do you think that somebody, if not Wolverine, Captain America should be smart enough to know that maybe something they don't know everything? 
here. Yeah, I, I mean that th- that whole twist, like the twist that we're going to find out, which is that he was a double agent the yeah. whole time, and because is the reason that he calls like the Nazis on him now, right? Like he sips, chips the alarm so that yeah. they're just surrounded by Nazis. Um, and it's it's just it's just kind of like it's it's just a little too much. It works. Like I think it it ultimately works out because like Wolverine is in so much pain about this one betrayal fifty years mm-hmm. ago, and not all of the rest of his <laughs> life of torture that he has to go to France and yell at the dude's gravestone. Okay, now that I say it out loud, Gary, it doesn't really sound that reasonable. <laughs> Maybe I was wrong. Oh my God! There, there's a so the, they call the Nazis on them. They surround them. Uh, Captain America, they, you know, they end up surrendering, right? Red Skull shows up. There is a, a very funny thing that shows up. Red Skull puts his arm around Cocteau mm-hmm. and just looks like a normal dude, kind of explaining something to a buddy. Like yep. it looks like Cocteau yep. is going to get a divorce, and Red Skull has been through all that before. And Red Skull is explaining that like maybe while it'll hurt now, and you're going to miss your old bed, and you're you're never going to stop thinking about it, but. At some point, you're going to move on. You're going to meet somebody else, you know, and you're going to start living your own life. Like time heals all wounds. You know, let's go go bowling. Like there's a still shot I have right now at 10 minutes and 21 seconds. That is the funniest fucking shit because the Red Skull, which I don't think we've ever talked about him on this show, I think is the grisliest design of a mainstream like Marvel character. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like he just looks like a blood covered skull. I used to, I used to have like a Halloween decoration. I used to, I mean, I still kind of do this, but it will have like skull and, and macabre Halloween style decorations I keep around my my room because I'm a secret goth. And because I love skulls and he, I had one that was a uh, Halloween, like red blood covered skull. That was like one of the grossest looking things I had my, my home <laughs> and red skull is that all the time, except it talks and is a Nazi. Like it is, it is like the darkest like character. And here he is just being like, listen, it's tough now, but let's go get some chicken wings. They got mozzarella sticks. It's happy hour. Like we'll be okay, buddy. And, and Dr. Cocteau was like, all right. They you look know, like they're in a, um, like a commercial about, um, like men's erection problems. And like one dude is telling the other, <laughs> just like, like, just try this man. And the other guy's yeah. like shyly See, smiling. Like, I guess, you. I guess I do need it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, you know, if it happened to you, it could, it could happen to me, I guess, you know, um, isn't I, so bad. I'll ask my doctor about it. Does, does red skull, like, I don't, I don't, I'm not very familiar with red skull. Like my probably, uh, like just <laughs> from that There's first two ca- words that are the trail of breadcrumbs that describe almost everything you need to know about him. I, uh, yeah, red and skull red. Yeah, but yeah. does he always just wear a giant green jumpsuit or is this specific because he, <laughs> he's just no, wearing a green outfit like there's no there's yeah. no skull that you would expect red skull to have a, have a belt with a red skull belt buckle right like he does or, he's not even wearing that a Nazi just a, symbol or, or yeah that he usually doesn't wear a jumpsuit he usually wears like a, a, a soldier's uniform like a like a commanding nazi's uniform you know so yeah not wearing that for some reason the uh they they put him he's is like his his onesie the red skull onesie <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> don't you dare pee in this again fl- red skull <laughs> a little flap in the back in case he has to shit sure yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> just, uh, this is a prospector um so red skull takes these dudes the, to uh yeah. the torture chamber and straps uh yes captain america down on like a wooden plank and then hangs wolverine up in the air which i guess is, yeah. it would be torture for anybody but a superhuman well, it's it's the it's significantly the better way to kind of restrain him because Captain America has super strength and these leather straps should not do shit. You know, they they do somehow, but he's able to hold him down with three belts and that neutralizes the greatest uh, American patriot of all time. And so Captain America, this scene, Gary, I 
I am mm-hmm. so astounded by this scene. Uh, Captain America says, I wish I could get out of here. If only I had my shield, I could do it. So Wolverine says, Better get ready, glory boy. And <laughs> yeah. I feel like we, you know, we're, we're, we're of a certain generation where like, the, uh, when we notice uh, like homoeroticism and things, like I, I tend to comment on it. Sure. You know? And it's not because I think it is, it is bad by any any means. I just think that it is funny that there's unintentional eroticism of any kind, right? Like when mm-hmm. Gambit says something suggestive to a lady, we talk about it as well. It's not about it being homoeroticism. It's accidental eroticism. Uh, this is some real accidental eroticism. Like the enthusiasm with which Wolverine says that sounds <laughs> like so like, you know, it, it, is, uh, it is some accidental eros. If we were a different kind of podcast, like if we were both maybe um, 10 or 15 years younger and doing this show, we would have like elaborate ships about Wolverine and Captain America and Wolverine and Morph. Yes. Like that would be that what this, yeah. what this podcast is about. So, yeah, the thing that would be that they actually secretly, the subtext is that they do have sex and we're just Absolutely. not talking about it. Constantly having sex and, off screen. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't think that's, I just think it's kind of funny that they're accidentally erotic. You know, there um, probably is a podcast out there that actually explores them as a gay couple, but that's, sure. you know, yeah. I'm, less interested in that um yeah so he he uh swings back and forth jumps up falls off the 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 his restraint well, like well kind of fall no know? hold on hold on because this is this is i want to go through this step by step because it's so fucking ridiculous okay. he's swinging around <laughs> somehow he kicks the shield which bounces off of a wall and then comes back and cuts the ropes and then yeah, as he he's falling his feet yeah and if you look at the establishing shot he's not only is he far away from it he's not on the right plane as it like he has to you know it, it's not on the 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 xy axis that he'd have to be on to, to go grab that it's off to his right so he swings back and forth grabs it with his feet this is a superhuman maneuver there's a shot at 10 minutes and 56 seconds of captain america looking at this with awe <laughs> of, of doing it it's so good uh this is this is I like the the Red Skull too. Like this must be his first time that he's ever captured a superhero because he just left all their superhero gadgets right next to him in the torture yeah, chamber. Next to them, dude, dude put yeah. those in a locker somewhere. Like you don't have to just leave those <laughs> things hanging around. Yeah, so kill these guys. Yeah, I mean, um, not, you know, not to not to tell you how to do your job, but God, Captain America just staring at him with his mouth open. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's extremely good. It's it's uh, it's not Gary. It's not extremely good at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's very funny. Um, so that's so, Wolverine's going putting back on this backpack. Like I don't know what's up with this backpack. He's so important because do we ever see what's inside that? No, no, not at all. I, I assume yeah, it, was, it was climbing yeah. gear for the mountain, but yeah, that, yeah, nope. No, <laughs> I was I was wrong. Apparently, it's uh, maybe it's like you know extra claws for Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, they they confront uh, Red Skull and Cocteau, uh, who is you know putting the finishing touches on their robot, and of course they call more Nazis. And this is kind of mm. interesting, because we have literally never seen anybody fire a gun before. Uh, mm. But the, all of these Nazis like pick up guns, and because like you know it's Captain America, he just has a shield, and he doesn't have to worry about. Yeah, well, I, we've seen blasters, but these are these are military. These rifles. are these are like yeah. shooting bullets, though, right? Like it's yeah. not yeah. Um. So I, I just thought that was kind of interesting. Like, I wonder how yeah. the standard and practice thing worked with that, because like, obviously you can't have energy weapons in world war two, right? Like without like a whole yeah. lot of more explaining. So yeah. Wolverine and Captain America's move is essentially to jump off the stairs and kind of land near the Nazis. And then when they do, so the Nazis all fly away like bowling pen pins. <laughs> That's uh, what Nazis do. That's what they're good at. <laughs> That's their action scene. And this is like, you know, this big fight is almost a good fight. 
except for all the times where they you know they they just do that move where they get close to the bad guys and the bad guys just fly off in every direction it happens multiple times during this fight i don't think any of this um, this this fight is, is is particularly great like we have this this shot of uh, wolverine at one point like standing in a crowd of of almost I said zombies standing in a crowd of nazis and like presumably he's beat them all up using these giant unretractable claws on his hand <laughs> but they're all just like rubbing their head like they got bashed in and i'm like he must be really bad with these claws that he didn't hit stick a single fucking nazi there should be Continue blood at the back of the claws everywhere this should be the, this should be the movie logan right now right <laughs> um yeah they're, they're all fine too they, they they're like oh you know they're rubbing their heads captain america at the same time fights red skull and red skull is not a good hand-to-hand fighter in this and captain america kind of toys with him even though you know they're guys with guns everywhere mm-hmm. red skull's big move is the knock over scaffolding upon captain america which captain america <laughs> steps backwards to avoid uh until eventually cocteau gives him the remote mega robot nazi thing and brings it to life yeah, and uh, so it's gonna be Captain America and Wolverine versus a gigantic robot. I love the fact that this is a uh, remote control operated. By the way, first off, yeah. I just want to talk about that. <laughs> and I love the fact that um, Red Skull is is very bad at it because it immediately starts shooting at all of the other Nazis in the room, <laughs> and Captain it, America it has to jump everything. over and block him. He is trying to essentially kill everyone. Kind of shades of uh, Lord Lord Magnus or whatever in the last one, killing all of his men, like. Once uh, super villains get their their upper hand, they don't know what to do with it. In uh, in this cartoon, um, the robot is kind of being portrayed as kind of invincible, but Captain America definitely slices off his hand with his shield, which then immediately grows back for the next scene, and then immediately is gone through an animation error. It has no hands, and it's walking around, uh, kind of flailing around wildly, and they kind of team up to take care of it, which involves Wolverine opening the door to its weak spot. Uh, jumping up on it like a sentinel and opening up its chest. It has a little panel to its, to its robo guts. And when I, and so Captain America throws a shield through this, this, this panel and then green blood starts coming Bloody. out of its arms and its chest. <laughs> it was a person. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's pan over to Fabian Cortez, like, you know, juicing up a guy to make him into a megabot. This is a this yeah. is a very complicated robot for that just has no other abilities besides two guns for arms. Like this is very rudimentary. One gun for an arm. Yeah, the other one was just a hand. Oh um, yeah, I guess, I guess it's not even. <laughs> it's half as effective as you thought. Um, this was gonna be what was gonna win the war for them as long as nobody thought to shoot it in the chest or arms or head. <laughs> sure um, phase two was to make it bulletproof i guess right <laughs> yeah yeah so so cocteau and red skull escape mm-hmm. and uh captain america tries to go chase after them but wolverine saves his life he's gonna get the roof collapse on him they have to get out of here because the castle is falling apart because of some bullets i guess yeah yeah of course okay. well, i mean this robot like shot up the whole place right like just like hank mccoy yeah. broke that like, temple like in one the, last, room, the last episode we room, talked about though. You know, like the, the temple is one big room. This is a castle. Like it just feels like it was a load bearing room somehow. <laughs> why did you? Why did you put all of your munitions <laughs> in the safe? Yeah, all your munitions and support structs. Um, I so love the, that they the, chase. The, the, they they chase them down. Like Red Skull is in this plane with Cocteau, and then they um they run after the plane, which is one of the dumbest things that TV shows ever do, and they do it all the time. But they run run towards the plane, catch up to it grab onto the wings and then immediately fall off into a goddamn hayride this is like they assassin creed off like it's like they they synchronized this area found all the side missions and then dropped into the ball the thing of hay at the bottom what the fuck is this which can immediately starts rolling downhill yeah for like um, a couple of minutes 
yeah for for a long time down this this hill like they're gonna fall off this cliff it's very cute like what a quinky dink do they happen to, to land there and then who shows up but the howling commandos and uh and, and logan's like oh you just let cocteau uh, go um calf's like well at least we took out the robot you know and Wolverine is madder at this than anything he's ever been mad at in his entire life. He's extremely mad. And a lot of bad things have happened to Wolverine and his various brides. <laughs> uh, just to, <laughs> this seems no. like a minor thing in a war he probably didn't really yeah. care about. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is like, uh, you know, this, this is extremely mad. Like somebody, somebody cut off Morph's set at the open mic, you know, um, <laughs> he's super mad. And we think that's going to be the end, you know, so we go back to uh, the grave where uh who shows up it's that lady from the beginning uh and jane justine and she says like actually cocteau was my father um you know this was he was a carefully placed agent yeah he spent his entire time in the war carefully sabotaging all of their the uh the nazis like plans like he even stopped them from creating an atomic bomb he stopped them from making um some sort of other super weapon or superhuman or something uh and yeah like it's it's this is fine like i I like this actually a lot like this this works for me because it kind of it's just weird (laughs) it's it's a fine twist other than your point earlier that she said hey take him dead or alive so if wolverine that's what i wanted to bring like her father lost the coin flip and wolverine decided to give into his animal urges which are a huge part of his character you know like i mean this is before he became weapon x you know so he's not quite as as beast mode but like saying like, Hey, we can't let red skull have this, the scientist, we have to sink the plane. He's going to make more robots like that very easily could have gone that way. And her father could have died. Um, but if just he's telling him, Hey, we have to, cause the, it's just assuming that he'd be such a shitty actor being like, Hey, you have to rescue him. It's going to make his defection seem legit. However, don't hurt him. He's actually one of ours. Do you think that that would have like jeopardized the mission? Was the idea that like Wolverine and Captain America would get caught and tortured? No, they get caught and put next to their equipment. Exactly. You know, like they, they literally like did get caught and they didn't get tortured. So I don't understand what the concern yeah. here was. Um, I guess that's probably good, good, good black ops though. Like I don't, but I mean like this is also a Saturday morning cartoon. So I don't really know how to feel about any of this. Yeah. So. <laughs> it just, it seems, it seems very risky to me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so but I want to talk about, like, cause we're not done yet. Yeah, <laughs> I want to oh, no. talk about this last scene because, Oh my God. Uh, she tells him like, Hey, I know a little bistro around the corner. Let's go get a drink together because you know, she's probably like 65, oh, 70 years old now. She so. hasn't aged either. Let's, let's point out the fact that she looks exactly, not only like a lot like Jean Grey, but also like a, uh, you know, like a redhead, like she's his type, but also is the same age that she was in the war. And we know this isn't right after the war, which was my first thought, right? Except because he has claws and the old soldiers were, were old. Mm-hmm. So for some reason in the, uh, 50 years since this has happened, like she looks almost exactly the same. Yep. Good job, girl. Very, very You're doing weird. good. You're doing. You put yeah, in work. She's doing great. <laughs> Staying out of the sun, using some lotion, uh, exfoliating a whole lot. Good work. They're they're gonna and there's this romantic tension. Like they're gonna go bone down to this bistro. She says. He says. There's something I have to do first. Gets all angry. I love this. <laughs> I claws. love this so fucking it, much. Claws up her, her his tombstone, and then the big reveal. And she's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. the big reveal is that he's written the word hero, uh, in it with his claws in like a teenager might write the name of his band font you know like it just this like real like edgy font desecrated her father's grave and she's cool with it and is going to reward him with baguettes and with bus sex <laughs> uh, apparently so 
Yeah, this is this is incredibly disrespectful. <laughs> like, I cannot imagine why you would think you had the right to carve something on somebody else's grave, Logan. What the fuck are you talking? What the fuck are you doing with this? This is so mind-bogglingly bad. I can't even handle it. Like, Logan, you like maybe you've been holding it, and also. I mean, like, like, Jesus Christ, your memory has been erased, so you shouldn't remember this at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're also, wow, are you, how do you know any of this? <laughs> are you the person who has the, the relationship with this person to where you should be even having that much respect, right? Like, everything good about this person you just learned. Do you, do you go through the list of people who have won the Nobel Prize? And go around carving things on their tombstones. You know, like, what is, it's not your father, man. Like, it's not. You know, this would make sense if this was like somebody who he had a history with before the two seconds they interacted with, in which the guy was just kind of nervous about around him. You know, he's just waiting for Jordan Peele to die so he can go write Get Out. Should have won an Oscar on Jordan Peele's grave. <laughs> like, he's just, this is his primary communication method: is grave vandalism. Um, absolutely ridiculous super, super goofy it makes like a you know a fine like old shot it almost feels like if it was more oh like more about something in some way like this would be have a little bit more emotional impact it's still a pretty fun episode though like it's fun and, and pretty good i think as well like i i like seeing wolverine's previous life i like seeing captain america you know? yeah cap was good I like, I like uh, this episode. the action was okay like a lot of the fight scenes weren't great but like it was it the, seeing the shield zip around is always a fun time oh yeah um, I, I feel like th- this 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 whole episode was meant to be done like, like at the time that wolverine was kind of battling his anger issues like last season you know what i'm saying yeah that seems like it would have been the appropriate like i remember this and also it makes me mad like i'm dealing with a whole lot of my shit like would have made a lot more sense and that could be the case uh because you know again as we keep mentioning all the production problems with this with the end of the mm-hmm. series was, you know, they, everything was out of order. They were getting episodes, you know, that were way, way late. So who knows when this was actually supposed to be in the, in the continuum. Uh, but I, overall, like I dig this, like, it's not bad. There's some really, really funny lines on it. Like, you know, try this door. It smells like fear. It's really fucking great <laughs> to me. <laughs> Cause I really, the response to that, like, I really want Captain America just to look at him and go, no fear. <laughs> just walk in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know the end of it is is, is kind of dumb and in, in, in an X Men animated series kind of way. So I'm I'm into it for the most part. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a it's a good, good. I would I would argue significantly better than Hidden Agendas. Oh boy, uh, this get us into it. Get us read us the description yeah, so we so we can um, start talking about it. When when the army learns of Sam Guthrie's cannonball power, they try to enlist him in their ranks. <laughs> So it's accurate. It's sure, kind of underselling okay. it actually. Like, you know, slightly more than that happens. Um, what a weird time to be introducing a new mutant. Yeah, at the you know, end like, of your season, kind of the end of- should be doing. But like, yeah, the uh, the pen, you know, pen pen ultimate episode uh, to uh, to go ahead and have uh, yeah to introduce that cannonball. And like, I like cannonball. I think yeah. it's cool that cannonball is is showing up in the show. I wish it was an earlier season so he didn't look like shit. But like, I like cannonball. Yeah, he looks fine. Like um, he, I mean, he doesn't look fine, but he is fine in this episode. Like, and his powers come across real, real easy, real well. They're dealing yeah. with some like straight up hu- human versus mutants, and like the uh, the the way that mutants are are feared and hated in the world, which you know plays into very strongly into the X Men's themes. Like this, this is should work, but goddamn, does it take fucking yeah, forever it, to get through? It's just it's really boring and dumb. Instead, yeah, like it seems like it should work. Instead, it is very boring and dumb. 
Um, so we start out with, uh, you know, coal, coal miners, you know, Trump mm-hmm. has brought back the jobs Yep. and, uh, the old miners are, yeah, are, are digging around in Kentucky and a cave in starts because mines are actually horrific. It's a terrible job. Like not only should, you know, you don't want to bring this job back. It is awful and we should automate it because it's scary. And, you know, in a way that isn't a, you know, capitalist nightmare. Did you get it all out of your system, comrade? You're, you're good. Yeah. I just, I just want to make sure to cover all the bases. The, uh, yeah. Sorry. Well, it's true. Like I don't want Jeff Bezos to invent a mining machine and then just make all the money from it. But also this doesn't seem like something humans should do, right? Like, no, not, not a hundred percent. Like that's sending yeah. humans into deep, dark holes in the ground to make the holes unsafe. Yeah. It seems like a terrible plan from the beginning. <laughs> like, these are perfectly safe holes. <laughs> that we're um, continually making worse. The, the name of the mining company is Lumberland. <laughs> You, you you are not in that business, my friend. Like, there's, there's a good uh, good uh, business that could be called Lumberland. They deal with one thing. You are not dealing with that. LL LLC. That's what that is. Uh, sorry, I, I did not mean to interrupt you, but yeah, that mines are completely unsafe. This one starts to collapse, and uh, Sam Guthrie's dad gets trapped. So uh, yep. Sam gets the opportunity to uh, become nigh unvulnerable while blasting, which mm-hmm. he never says in this episode, and I don't understand why. <laughs> He doesn't say it like that. He does say that nothing can hurt him, but he says it in like a non catchphrase way. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't really get because somebody like that fan service could work for somebody. Oh yeah. Sure. You know, um, there's like a gas leak that's happening here as well, which starts a fire, which makes it seem very dangerous to light your lower torso on fire. uh, Also, uh, right. How come y'all are using candles, dog? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? Are Why are you using flame-based they, they lighting in, in this gassy? They go in spot? on a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, they go, there's enough technology, so it's not like the weird way that sometimes the X Men cartoon you don't know what century anything is in. They go in on a roller coaster cart with like multiple seats, and then the inside they're using candles. Um, so, so pretty silly. Um, I also this is a silly thing to be bothered by, but I don't know why Sam Guthrie and his sister aren't blonde. Like, it seems yeah. like it would have been an easy thing to do right, you know? Uh, but I, 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 I don't get this either. Color. This seems like an animation yeah. problem, right? Like, they, 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 they probably just yeah. didn't include it in the, the or something. And, yeah. yeah. Remind me, uh, I know Paige is a mutant, too. Remind me what her power is. I can't, can't remember for some reason. Uh, yeah. So, um, her name is Husk. And That's, what she does okay. is she can rip off her skin and have kind of like, a, so she's a human loot box. Mm-hmm, um, she mm-hmm. can kind of have a random skin underwear under uh, it, which can have powers. Like she's pretty ill-defined. Like sometimes it, like the skin that she has underwear, like underwear there, uh, she'll have uh, like super strength or it'll be super invulnerable, but she doesn't know. And the, uh, the most, like my strongest husk memory is I, I've talked about before how I read the generation X comic. Um, it was the first X-Men comic I got on the ground floor with. And, uh, Jubilee is the point of view character for that comic. And she's at the new school. And Husk jogs around the the mansion, and then she's all sweaty and gross. And Jubilee is like, "Ugh, you know, you're you're all gross." And she goes, "Just wait a second. And she rips off all her skin to create new skin instead of showering. Like Dope. she she like tears that off is her a time skin, saver. Her I can skin. Get, that is a life hack I can get behind. I am into that. He's like, what would you what would you do with the skin, man? Like, can you imagine like the the just abattoir, like the dumpster behind your house and the smell that came from it? That was like." Here's like, you know, two weeks. Like, I don't know how often your garbage gets picked up. You're not, you don't live in a hippie city. So it's probably once a week mm-hmm. in Portland. Garbage gets picked up every other week. I'm just imagining two weeks of discarded skins in the, in the trash collecting. can just being the grossest thing. Presumably like, like Stormy's using that, skin, that, that discarded skin for fertilizer for her little, you know, <laughs> atrium upstairs. Right. Yeah. 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 So that would be actually, that's a good use for it. Cause it is kind of a renewable resource, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
you know, like it or not, husk isn't a source of unlimited skin. Um, you know, for what that's worth. Honestly, so, she shouldn't be a superhero. She should be an energy plant. Like we should take, be taking she, advantage of this. This is irresponsible. Yeah, she she could be be any number of things. Um, I think she, I don't know what her current status is in the comics. I should look because no one's ever done anything really good with husk. Like she's a, like cannonball has gotten a lot of great character development. Like I think cannonball has done a lot of really cool stuff. Husk has mm-hmm. never really been properly utilized. Um, so they, uh, everyone thinks he's a hero, right? Like you expect this is just to be like, Oh, we discovered you're a mutant and run you out of town. But for now, everyone likes you or like Sam. Uh, and they go back and everyone's kind of proud. You know, he's telling his sister about the rescue. Mom is really worried about it, but it's not like, you know, they got ran out of town here, uh, which is, you know, is going to happen. Yeah. Everybody like the, the interesting thing that happens here is that everybody reacts to this. Like he's a hero. Like he has saved his dad. He saved his dad's coworker. Um, everybody knows he's a mutant, so they're not like shocked and scared when he shows up when like his entire lower body is a rocket. And, uh, yeah. he's like, <laughs> like nobody is it's tripping yeah. out about this at all. His mom yeah. is just concerned rightfully so about like, I don't want both of you working in that mine. Like I could have lost my husband and my son today. That's a shitty situation. <laughs> yeah. Please By get a job at circle. K. <laughs> Go work at target. <laughs> the most dangerous thing that happens in this episode is mining in general. <laughs> Absolutely. Like it has nothing to do with mutants, but mines are the threat. Like this guy should have shown up and tried to eliminate mines uh, instead of mutants. Mr. Kirkland who shows yeah. up, which like you could have made this not just a new guy too. like, this feels like it's a pilot for another series or something. I didn't, I didn't really Kirkland understand is. is Mr. Kirkland. Like, cause there's several of these like military dudes that go around. Is he just, is he all of the dudes or is there a specific, <laughs> I couldn't tell any of them apart. <laughs> so like the guy that comes to visit, is he also the guy that's like spreading the bad rumors about Sam around town? Like, I don't, yes. there's some weird shit that goes around in this episode and it just, I guess he's the same dude, but the animation is so bad. I can't tell. So he is, yeah, it, he, he looks like he keeps morphing his face, but he is a government agent who is essentially trying to recruit Sam Guthrie. We never really know what he represents, like what exact government agent he represents. But when he can't, that's when he does all the shenanigans. Yeah. So, yeah. He and and his shenanigans are going to be pretty hilarious. Yeah, absolutely. Like it would have been very easy to make him represent something, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, like a, a rogue uh, X Factor recruiter, you know, or just something that you know the government was recording, or like somebody from Genosha. Bada yeah, bing, absolutely. Right, yeah. like done. Um, you know, just so, any number of things. We cut over to the mansion where new bad like Gambit, like weird replicant Gambit, uh, scrawl Gambit, is playing pool with Rogue. Rogue doesn't look very good in the new design either, man. No, like, there's not, at not all. enough line. Oh, sorry, there's just like not enough lines in her face or something like that. Like it, it she just looks too young. Like she's like eleven year old Rogue. Yeah, she every everybody is skewed really young until like they have enormous boobs, right? Like that's the problem yeah. with this animation style is that everybody looks young and also has enormous boobs. Uh this this whole scene is very confusing for me. Yeah, what, so, what's happening? <laughs> so Beast comes in. I want I want to go Beast through this. The mail. Beast, Beast so, is here so for a mail call. Job. Yeah, yeah, because that, everybody has a job in the X-Men. Um he's looking at a copy of Philologist Quarterly. Uh Yeah. Which is a, I had to look up what a philologist is. I can barely say that word, but it's like somebody who studies words. And for some reason, Sam Guthrie is on the cover. <laughs> and there's an article about him that explains that he saved some people 
um, despite the town being suspicious of his mutant power, like it outlines all of this. And I'm like, I what? love it so much. What? Who is writing this and why don't they work Jeremy. for the X-Men? <laughs> Can you remember when the X-Men used to learn about missions from like, you know, their computer and Cerebro? And maybe? So Cerebro, it started with Cerebro. Then it turned to like this weird, like their crime computer thing that they have in the middle of their mm-hmm, briefing room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then it became just the TV. Now, maybe six, you know, how long with the lead up time and print and everything, assuming it's a monthly magazine. Uh, it's quarterly. quarterly. It's, it's, it's fucking quarterly. quarterly. <laughs> this is four months away. Yeah, Jeremy. Four months after this happens, you know, the X Men have to learn about this because the Beast has a subscription to a Word magazine. Are I'm dying? Like I, I just I can't. I can't. It's it's just the most ridiculous thing ever. And then it continues to get worse because Rogue gets real excited about this possibility. She's like, I know what can do, I know what we need to do here. We need to send a Southern girl down there because a 16 year old boy can't resist a Southern girl. And I'm like, what are you doing down there, yeah, bro? Are you going like, what to, is, your, are you, is the idea that you're going to go statutorily rape Sam Guthrie? Could, like, what is the? I mean, I'm not trying to make light of that, but like, no, it not is, at all. You know. That is the the weird tact is like we you know she's being kind of flirty and she's doing it to kind of like weaponize it against Gambit too. Like these characters, not only do the voice actors change, but the characters are now again everyone has been replaced by a scrawl. Like this is the scrawl season. Everyone is evil and weird <laughs> now. I don't, I don't know. Like Gambit wants to go with her too, and she's just like, "What's the matter, sugar?" You know, and and just super strange. I, so I, 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 I dislike know. it greatly. <laughs> So here's what happens after this. I'm gonna drop some. I'm gonna drop something in the well, Discord for you because r- r- I don't real, know. If real you- quick though, be, or be, before we get to that too, I just want to make a point that this is treated as a weird thing for a rogue to do. A little mm-hmm. bit like this is this is unusual. What are the X Men for at this point? Yeah, what like, like this seems like the only thing that they do? should be doing, <laughs> right? This is, this should be what their goal is: is to go find young mutants that could possibly be in trouble and get them into the X Men. Like otherwise, what Why? the fuck are they doing? <laughs> Why is yeah, that's a great picture, by the way. That's that, that's a good uh, episode. Um, thank you. Dude. Well, we gotta we gotta talk about it because this is what he says after they talk about the the issue of the magazine with Sam Guthrie in it. Like yeah. it's a colossal animation mistake because apparently he was looking at Philologist Quarterly, read this article about Sam Guthrie, and then looked down and was like, "Oh, my Philologist Quarterly is here," and then runs off. <laughs> he gets two copies. The <laughs> But like, just it's so the fact that this is at all treated like not a job for the X Men is so weird. Like, you can't go do that, Rogue. This is literally what you do. This is all you do. Like, Xavier should have known about this thing because of Cerebro, because there are systems in place, and the whole team should go save this kid and recruit him to the school because it's a school. Like, every this is a failure on every single part of what this could be. Yeah, somebody should be checking your, in with Xavier because, like, this seems like Xavier. It should, this should be how Xavier forms X Men teams, right? Like, this should be easy. Um, instead, you just play play billiards and read magazines all day. Like, this is like this is this whole season. We didn't really cover it. This season is the X Men post retirement. Yeah, like, they're just after, chilling. You know, the, that's why. That's why you know Wolverine got free to go to France. That's why Jubilee is going on archaeological digs. Mm-hmm, like, this mm-hmm. is the X Men retiring. Rogue's taking a trip down south to Kentucky to hang out with yeah. a sixteen-year-old kid. Yeah, because everybody in the South is the same. Of course, you know, yeah. You know, isn't that true, Jeremy? Like, if somebody mm-hmm. from you know, uh, uh, I don't know, one of the other monster states came over and said hi to you, wouldn't you be more likely to talk to them? One hundred. If, like, if they have a Southern accent and they're holding like a you know a biscuit in their hand, I'm probably going to be friendly <laughs> to them. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this a biscuit's charms? 
Um, <laughs> it's so dumb. Like nothing makes sense anymore. So, so we cut over to, uh, uh, the, the Cumberland General store. General store. Yeah. Where, uh, Mr. Kirkland, this is the same dude, right? This is what I was asking earlier. Like I can't well, tell one if of this his is agents the same, or what okay, it's so, the same dude. It's like, yeah. Cause he, he took a phone and he was like, you know, set in the plan, the, the you know, put set in motion, the plan. Yeah. yeah. So, turn, turn on plan high school <laughs> rumor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Sam has a small dick. Did you guys hear that too? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to make him not want to go to high school anymore. <laughs> might join our paramilitary whoa like who knows <laughs> did you guys hear that sam has a hair on his butt ew <laughs> <laughs> sam farts in his sleep let everyone know the uh so his he goes in this this uh uh store and he's just like someone's talking about crops cows cows he had a couple of like, cows you know, oh, you know yeah they kill and he's just like well you got a mutant around here radiation will kill those cows uh essentially trying to turn him against them we got to this diner scene which i love where this fucking like this 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 mulleted guy with the punisher shirt <laughs> loving uh, this by the way <laughs> and the guy comes up and it's literally like you know hello fellow teens you know like this, this guy comes up with the mullet who's i guess works for mr kirkland's just like hey didn't you know that sam sam guthrie is uh is dating uh your girl yeah you know, he's just <laughs> dating shannon so, he's like shannon told me she was in her aunts <laughs> yeah and he had, this kid is so cut like his muscles are so like defined oh yeah it's really weird have man. you like, seen this, uh just, season two of stranger things yet uh no i haven't watched it yet there's a there's a dude in that show that they introduce as kind of a villain character that is this guy mm-hmm. like he is this mm-hmm. dude i'm f- full on it is hilarious um I do want to talk. So we, they, they haven't really got into it a little bit, but everybody here is talking with Kentucky accents or probably what they think oh, yeah. Kentucky accents are sound like. And it's excruciatingly bad. Everybody here has the worst accent. The accents are really exaggerated and, and really, really terrible. Mm-hmm. So, so everyone's doing that. We just, you know, when the most normal, like Gambit's going to show up later and has the most normal accent, <laughs> which is impressive of anybody there. Yeah. And it's, and it's scroll Gambit too. It's not even normal Gambit. Rogue shows up and just kind of knocks on Sam Guthrie's house. Uh, Zor comes in. They show Sam Guthrie in profile. And this is the first episode. Like all these episodes have bad animation and proportions. This is by far the worst. Oh yeah. Like there is a profile shot. I'm looking at six minutes and 31 seconds into this, this thing. Sam Guthrie's ears are at least half as tall as his head. Like he has these gigantic like elephant ears here. It is really, really weird. Right after um, this, the it's going to show them uh, walking together outside where they're talking. Mm-hmm. Rogue and Sam are talking. And uh, like from far away, Rogue looks relatively normal and it zooms into her face and she has <laughs> weird shaped face. And then it zooms out and she's totally different again. It's so bad. <laughs> it's like a magic trick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just keeps like, oh, yeah. When, when, when they zoom in on her face, she doesn't have a nose. Like it's like she just has two vertical lines that kind of suggest a nose. And then when they zoom out. She has uh, one vertical line and then just two nostrils that are very close together to imply like a very small nose, upturned nose, which has never been uh, Rogue's body. It's huge broad shoulders. Like it is everything is everything it's, is nothing. It's, it's so awful and bad. Like it's like somebody yeah. it's like they've never seen anything about the show before or anything other related to the X-Men well, like at all. I even saw like so when, when you make something like this, I imagine you draw a version of the character and then you base all future drawings on that drawing. Right? You have like, a reference. It doesn't yeah, have, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't have to be the old well, uh, old rogue, but it could be the rogue from literally the shot before. 
Yeah, it could be you the know? same. It could be the same character from scene to scene. Like, I'm not asking too much yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah. Even or how about this? How about from episode to episode? Or like, how about it could be a, a different? It could be a different rogue for this whole episode, and you can do a new rogue next episode. But it doesn't do that. Every single shot, they keep cutting away from her during this conversation with Sam Guthrie. Every time it comes back to rogue, she looks different. Yeah, it's it's like, not great. Oh my god, it's excruciating. And this conversation, um, so we know that Sam Guthrie is like hesitant to go work with Mr. Kirkland. He's like, I don't want to leave home. All my family's here. I don't really know what I want to do. Yeah, also, I like, pres- killed in a mine later. Presumably, like, I'm 16 or 17, and that's why, like, all of these people are making this decision for me, and I'm still living with mom and dad, but whatever. Uh, yeah. But she's like, oh, she's, and, you know, Rogue just straight up asking, like, hey, do you, do you want to work in the mines? And he's like, honestly, Rogue, I don't really want to do any fucking thing. And I'm like, same, Sam. <laughs> this is, yeah. I don't want to work either. <laughs> Give me that basic guaranteed income. I'll just chill. <laughs> the nice thing, I mean, it's so the nice thing is that Rogue is actually, Rogue doesn't know anything as bad as happening yet, right? So, like, Rogue isn't acting irresponsibly. She just, like, is listening to what Sam wants, and that's the right thing to do. You know, so out of all these actors, like, she's the one who is operating in good faith, I feel like. And she even makes the right response here when he tells her, like, hey, I've, you know, I've been, I've been recruited by this Mr. Kirkland that tells me that he's, like, some sort of Peace Corps for mutants. And Rogue's like, uh, I'm pretty active in the mutant community, and there's no such thing yeah. as that. <laughs> so she yeah, immediately yeah. calls Hank and tells Hank about this and puts Hank on the, the job of, like, trying to figure out who the Mr. Kirkland is, which again, exactly mm. the shit that you should be doing if you're an X-Man. Yeah. Yep. Um, so beast, uh, beast can't really kind of track him down before that happens though. We cut over to the train. They, they took pictures of rogue and, uh, and Sam talking a totally different rogue again. Um, they cut over to a tank train. The, the military is operating on a train that has is armored up like a tank and is on tracks though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the, the army operates out of tank train with like the inside of it looks like Mr. Sinister's like technodrome. <laughs> like yep. it is who these people are, what is happening? Who knows? They're passing around these pictures of them included. Is that like that one family portrait of the X-Men? Talked about. Yeah. The same exact one. <laughs> <laughs> Were those, is, the, is the military guy, the guy who took that? I, I like don't it, know. <laughs> all these guys look the same to me. They could be an army of clones. I have no idea who any of these people are. Ah, it is really weird. Um, Beast, Beast can't find anything out about uh, you know this guy. And at this point, too, I'm thinking when I was watching the episodes, like, why is Cyclops and Jean Grey not involved in this? You know, why why are those guys gone? Because when Xavier and Gambit show up and like they're the they're the action team now, show up to deal with the beast, you know? <laughs> like your your heavy hitters are gone. And what I think happened, they get Cyclops back for the last episode, and he's in this one barely, but I think the voice actor just didn't want to do it as much. Can you believe it? Like, I mean, at this point, at like you, you could probably see this was a sinking ship. And I'm like, I'm yeah. sure that that dude with all of the problems, like have, has had moved on it by that point. Like he probably had yeah. another project he was working on. It was like, it'd be like, you know, we finished days of future cast and you know, 2025. And then like a year later, you're like, Hey Jeremy, let's, let's, let's do another episode. Let's go ahead and finish it up. And I'm like, yeah, got some other shit I'm doing, uh, Gary. Sorry. I'm dizzy. Yeah. Well, just get you to do the intro and then I'll just kind of monologue. There you, do the, you do the intro and then you go, mm-hmm. And then I just cut that in after everything I say. <laughs> um, the the said Gambit is the person to go check out this group. Gambit goes on a roof. He gets out his binoculars, his thiefy binoculars. Uh, looks in, stares at somebody sitting back with their hand on their lap, watching a newscast. Like he straight up peeps somebody, like possibly front rub into the news. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So like, okay. CNN gets me horny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gets a gets 
goes up on the roof, finds this, uh, this place to go into that where there's like a camera, like security camera, you know, to break into this thing. When he goes into the door, he is about three and a half feet tall. <laughs> like they, they stand next to it. He's, he's the size of a door, like a human. He picks up a rock, smashes the camera, goes inside. He is half his height. It is so lazy and bad. Let's talk like about his, uh, his his plan, though, to walk straight mm. up to the camera and then throw a card at it to explode it. <laughs> yeah. To let it see him, stare at it, let it identify him, and mm-hmm. then destroy it. And then he As walks in. Before he goes in. <laughs> and then he walks inside. Jimmy's the lock inside. And then he sees, like, oh, here's a vent. Uh, should I just carefully remove that from the wall? No. Nope. I'm, I'm going to explode it because nobody can hear explosions in a building. He, he goes through this vent, which turns him back into small gambit again. <laughs> when he hangs out of the can, he hangs out it's of the vent. Jeremy, I'm like scene by scening this, and it's killing me. Like every, like there's almost too much to talk about of these like gambit, not only like aging and de aging, but shrinking and like he's like Goliath. He's turned into Ant Man. He's Ant Gambit. He's Ant Gambit. The, I love it. Yeah, Uncle Rogue. The uh, so he's just like tiny Gambit sneaks through this vent and comes out. Uh, before using his mutant power to grow back up to normal size. He's only a little bit taller than a couch when he falls out of that vent, man. Yeah. I, and of course this is a setup. Oof. Like the, uh, the, the, the military has a bunch of robots that just immediately capture him. And it's funny yeah. to me that the military has a bunch of robots, but are like still trying to get some mutant shit. <laughs> like, we need a guy who can turn his legs into fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're not recruiting any other mutant. We're not trying to recruit the X-Men. We're not trying to recruit any powerful mutants or villains or anything. We need specifically cannonball. Absolutely need this like 17 year old hick from Kentucky so that we can figure out uh, something. I never understood what was going on with this. Like they have like a mutant, like in a tank that they're trying to create and like trying to, to figure out like what his power <laughs> to control his power or something. And it, but it, and you know, who's going to help that cannonball. Gam- yeah. What? Or gambit or like anybody. <laughs> like, it doesn't make uh, a lot of sense, dog. Like I'm just very confused yeah. by the whole thing. Yeah. The, so, so they cut away, uh, to the Riverdale gang, uh, the, oh. the, the same haircut group. I'll show up where, uh, Sam Guthrie was having, uh, ice cream with his sister, who is approximately two feet tall. And, uh, they, they leave and start pushing him around. Like, Hey, you've been messing with our girl. Uh, Sam mostly takes this with grace, you know, at least initially, uh, um, but they knock him down and start actually kicking him, calling him trash and really beating him up and shit. Yeah. They're being real assholes to Sam here. Like, yeah. and, and they note that the, the Punisher guy was the, other, was the son of the other dude that Sam just saved. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just yeah. saved your dad, you see, dog. What are you doing? You Why aren't they making fun of him for his years? Like, I just don't understand. His enormous like, you're going to make fun of Sam Guthrie. Yeah. He just is, is absolutely inhumanly large ears. Or his giant um, flat top. Let's talk about that kid and play cut that he's got. <laughs> we, yeah, weirdly, like, absolutely right angle drawn with a ruler flat top. And here's the thing. They know he's a mutant. Like, I don't understand why they're not scared of, of reciprocation at all in this. They have they have zero fear, and I don't understand it. It It's, it's yeah, I'd, like, if you knew this guy could, fl- they could fly, like, at, extremely fast, and that he was completely invulnerable while he was doing it, like, why would you ever fuck with this dude? Like, I just wouldn't mess with him, especially not like this. Here, here's the here's the parable, right? Like, you, you, Jeremy Greer, are a man with a gun, and someone tells me that's like, hey, you know that Jeremy guy? He's been fooling around with your lady, and then I go up to you and start slapping you in the face while you're holding a gun. 
And then I kick you while you're holding the gun. And I push you on the ground while you're holding the gun. And I spit on you and I call you trash while you're holding the gun. And then I turn my back on you and leave. <laughs> like that's exactly what these idiot kids did. That makes no sense. It makes it makes, it makes no, no sense because because they, they're trying. You can't like have the people are scared of mutants thing in play while people are not scared of mutants, right? Like part of the theming of this is like, oh, you know, they have this radiation. They, they it'll kill your cow. Like this is kind of dipping a toe in a mutant paranoia story but mm-hmm. they don't follow through on it at all not 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 in the least and it's yeah. and like they they're close to it here like i actually kind of like the idea of uh like it's a good play for these military people to be like hey i want to scare this mutant onto our team they just yeah. don't follow it up because they immediately went when we'll get to it eventually but they immediately fuck it up once he finally does <laughs> so like what are you doing <laughs> you could have just kidnapped him at this point like what the fuck yeah. um so Sam runs these dudes off the road to like teach him a lesson and then goes and picks up his sister. And then we cut back to Gambit yeah. who uh, we get, we have the delight of seeing Gambit get his, like just a tiny little bit of his haircut off gear. Yep. <laughs> yep. He gets a, he gets a fire cut or a fire tuck haircut. Kind of. <laughs> it's so <laughs> like, dumb. Yeah. And Gary, yeah, Gary, excuse me. Yeah. Gambit is just so fucking unconcerned about this. Like the, like the dude is holding a microchip <laughs> that he's about to put it into a, into a, <laughs> into his head. Around. And he's like, Gambit, get in an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> what? So good. Gambit, Gambit, get an upgrade. No, no, <laughs> you're not. You're getting your head opened, man. What the fuck is wrong with you? Open your goddamn skull and stick a quarter in it. Like, what are you? get an upgrade. Like he pulls out the drill, like the super drill and look at like you know unbeknownst to gambit right like he gets rescued right at this moment like beast happens to come in there with his like electromatic like professor xavier uses his psychic powers to destroy the skull drill that gambit was going to use that they're going to use on gambit like nothing like i don't even know how you this is like written by a markov chain like i don't know how you even create an episode <laughs> where this kind of shit happens i just like, i'm just so happy that uh xavier uses powers for once <laughs> he yeah, actually he used the technology while he was well i mean they explained that he like put the dudes to sleep right like i don't know why the things start shorting but, but when, out but <laughs> yeah i mean i guess he did put them to sleep but it also it looked like he was zapping it oh yeah they so definitely like they, animated like they it like he was it zapping halfway it. through yeah. the animation yeah. <laughs> it's uh, not it's not great uh, i'm just saying he actually used his power uh, <laughs> oh my god um we're still not done with the, the uh sabotage sam plot though because now <laughs> The Mr. Kirkland clone is like investigating the mine accident and saying, oh, yeah, we've seen this before, fellas. The supports were weakened at the molecular level. You got any mutants around here? Because <laughs> mutants oh. just just dissolve wood, I guess. And that's what their mutants yeah, they're, do they're, now. They're termites. So Sam decides to call Kirkland's like, I'll join up. You've actually scared me. Rogue meets up with a team is so happy to see Gambit because all of their like, will they, won't they, like her being kind of sassy has been forgotten about in this season. You know, mm-hmm. now the, the people who wrote these episodes got a note that said rogue is Gambit's boyfriend or girlfriend, yes. you know, she even um, introduces herself as Mr. As a uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. LeBeau to Sam. Like that's what she calls herself. Yeah. Like they got married sometime off screen. Like <laughs> scrolls. They're all fucking scrolls. Everyone. That's, on Earth that's is the a only, scroll now only thing that you can explain this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ever since the war leg incident. Like this is just what, this is what people, this is what happened. People get messed up when you do that. Yep. Man, what if these are all failings people? Cause remember their plan was just to have everybody go about their business. Pretty much. And this is, this is what the phalanx thinks is their business. You know, like absolutely <laughs> uh, because it's the 1800s, this mob shows up at uh, Sam's house with torches. 
I don't even know where you get a torch, but they they, they show up with torches to, you know, lynch Sam, I guess, right? Yeah. And then the X-Men show up to help. The X-Men forget they have powers, including Xavier, who could definitely stop all these people from lynching them, like, instantly. How great is this, uh, is this dad, though? Because Sam Guthrie is like, yeah, look, you guys, know, you, guys, you guys know Sam. You know us. We've worked in your minds. We've shopped at your stores. Those are the real mutants over there. It points <laughs> yeah, out Yeah, look over X-Men. your shoulder. We're not going to fall for that. And then there's just a bunch of X-Men just standing there. I just Pretty love much in the it, same dude. pose as that picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just yeah. love it so much because everybody's <laughs> really there, right? Like, it's like they've had the whole, they've, they got the whole team. I don't know why where Storm's been during these episodes. It's everyone except for her. Look, look, I, I'm um, not going to whisper on that monkey's claw. Okay, like I don't. <laughs> Storm does not need to show up at all. Um. Oh my god. Okay. So Sam gets on a helicopter, which lands on the 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 roof of military tank train. Of course. Gets in, and they're kind of explaining to Sam. Uh. So it lands, but then it takes off again. They don't get in the train because he escapes from a helicopter, but it definitely lands on the train. I don't know. Um, they're explaining to her, like, you know, if you've seen these mutants, shows him the, the picture of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he's, uh, shows any reluctance. So they open up a fire extinguisher full of red gas to, uh, to actually take him out. Yeah. And like, his, he's, they're, they're trying to tell him like, Hey, these are terrorists and these are the people you're going to, you're going to help stop. And he's like, that chick was really nice to me. I don't. You know, I don't think these you guys are terrorists. I'm just gonna leave while you gas me and just jets and just cannonballs his yeah. way out the, out the fucking he helicopter. Uses his, and this is, you know, it's in the comics. It's kind of dumb that Cannonball also has force field power. So, like, he force fields around himself to not die. Mm-hmm. Uh, jets, a bunch of robots come chase him. He lands next to the X Men, and we get our kind of climactic fight between the X Men and robots. Government robots, what kind of government, what kind of robots, who knows? I think that as far as robots in the show go, I think they actually look pretty cool. I like these rounded like designs. They look like Mega Man. Yeah, they're, they're they look all right, but like they they have flying robots. Carry <laughs> like they yeah. feel like that could solve uh, the flying robots could solve a lot of their problems for them. All of their problems. All the robots too uh, are dual wielding guns. They all have pistols. <laughs> and they're all shooting <laughs> pistols. Everything is just very very weird uh, here. So Sam Sam lands in the middle of this like yeah. confrontation between the uh, the townies and the X Men, and uh, of course there's like a, a full on fight starts. The robots start shooting everybody, not just the X Men, mm-hmm. uh, but the X Men have to you know take care of this. I think the the fight scenes here are pretty good. Like the animation is still mm-hmm. kind of bad, but like the sh- showing off powers and stuff is, is a lot of fun. It's short. Yeah, it um, doesn't last the, you know, long. They send out they the they send out their guy who they had in the vat. This uh, here, is the one. highlight of my fucking week right here, Gary. I love this. <laughs> this feels like something from a totally different movie. This feels like something from uh like I I, I can't even like a like a weird comedy version of the X Men happened, and I just I I can't believe that this this is even happening right now. Yeah, they they send out a lunar lander with like. Hulk slash abomination in it mm-hmm. who claps his hands, destroys a shed, takes two steps, falls and turns into a person. <laughs> so so, the, so good. Like, his, the amount of time his rampage, uh, like I just timed it lasts 15 seconds <laughs> and he has 30 seconds of screen time. <laughs> this was their secret weapon like they're watching this on the uh on the they're watching this on some sort of video camera and like they're like oh wow that didn't work i guess we gotta retreat retreat everybody get back on the train yeah they retreat on the train yeah you get in the train and go full speed ahead i bet you everybody knows where that train's going how would we track this like how would we even track them how can they, they can get away why did you put the military on a super train here 
it, I don't get it. Like, I just don't understand. Like, again, it's like written by a scrawl. Like, somebody's like, oh, they get away in a vehicle. Let us access our list of human vehicles. Boat. Ship. Helicopter. Train. You know, and then they use the train. And I don't really understand. Um, so Sam Guthrie goes and smashes into the train, which is, like, more powerful than he's been. Yeah, that seems uh, like, like time. you know, 65 mile an hour train movement to, you know, 65 mile an hour cannibal, which would cause would cause somebody some problems. But everybody just yeah. gets out of the train. And uh, one of the military dudes is like Hodge was right about the X-Men, which I guess is referring to Cameron Hodge, who we haven't seen in a while since the Warleg episode. Right. Like that was the last time we saw yeah, Hodge. Cameron Hodge, who is right about the X-Men, is the person who is assimilated by the phalanx. <laughs> you remember he, he, he was the gigantic goose spider that gave you, you're taking these orders from. I don't I'm so I'm so confused, Gary. This this seems so I, weird. It's again written by a machine, right? Like it just took and like inserted like what is a a, a villain X-Men villain name? And that could have been like Sinister was right about the X-Men, it could have been Trask was right about the X-Men, it could have been anything. And they just decided to go with uh with Hodge. The end, the family decides to move to a new town, which makes sense. You know, you're gonna trust all these people after they fucked you over. Yeah. And then uh but he decides not to join the X-Men. Yeah, which seems legit um, too. It. Like my family's moving to a new town. They're doing so because yeah. of me. Uh my sister will probably start tearing her skin off in like six years, so I probably should be around <laughs> for that. Moment. Yeah. Um so yeah, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna stick also, with my family. I don't want to hang around with you guys because you make no fucking sense. Yeah, like, also I, I can't uh go with you guys. Gambit you guys definitely nonsense. took his dick out in front of me, so I'd need to go. Cambo <laughs> <laughs> yeah. want an upgrade? <laughs> um <laughs> It's just, it's, it's so like out of episodes of the show we've done, including the fact that the next one explains the origin of Jack the Ripper. I think that this is one of the weirdest, dumbestly plotted shows, like episodes that we've ever messed with. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, <sighs> the, the preview for this, and I just like bringing this up is like way back with Mr. Sinister and like kidnapping the kids, kidnapping, uh, Gene and, and Cyclops when, when, when morph was doing like the shakespeare routine like way yeah. back like i don't what is going it, on with this show it makes no sense for being way it's like you know see this now in reruns like maybe at the time this one was ripped that was going to be the next one planned to air like in in reruns this was what was on the dvd dog i, I, don't, I don't know <laughs> that's I what mean, i'm but saying the other thing too is it, it hurts to see that animation right because in the head is the cool thing where the nasty boys pull wolverine out from under the tent and you know maybe in the who knows uh if in the uh, the time when we cover that episode, if we were properly appreciative, I feel like we didn't know what we had. Like that is a cool fight scene with cool people doing oh, cool yeah. powers that make reasonable sense. I feel like we appreciated it at the time. Like I feel like we we really enjoyed that that whole thing because like the the I, nasty boys were some of the highlights of the of the series for us. I, I really hope we were we were appropriately grateful, and this this episode is not punishment for us not being properly reverent to the good X Men cartoon. And if we weren't, and you want to, and you want to send us some strong words about it, you can go to daysoffuturecast.com slash contact, uh, and we will read it on air do. when we when we do our uh, feedback episode. Which, um, if we haven't mentioned it yet, I'm not quite sure where th- these are going to come out. But like we we decided since season five was so short, we're just going to do season four and five together. So, yeah. send in all of your thoughts about the X Men animated series to us at that at that address. Let's um let's talk about a little bit about what we're going to do after X Men. I'm into it. Yeah, because it's, it's kind of people are probably uh, asking us. So um, we are going to do another movie, of course, mm-hmm. after this season. Um, and we're going to, we were thinking about mainlining the movies, but we still want to do the show. Um, so we're going to kind of still space out those movies, but we're going to switch and do some other 90s Marvel cartoons, uh, starting with the Spider-Man crossover episodes. 
yeah, we want to check out like how these characters showed up in those Spider-Man cartoons and see exactly like what we've been missing from that, which is probably not a whole lot. If I not have a to whole guess. lot, but that Spider-Man cartoon is good. Like it's it's you know it's a quality show, hmm. so it, it'll be a, a fun watch. Um, and after that, I think that with the first uh, non this animation studio series we're going to do um because it's very short is the avengers show the 90s avengers show Mm -hmm. so it's not going to be next it's not going to be x-men uh but it's it's definitely going to be in our in the marvel wheelhouse which gary and i we both are way more marvel people than we're dc people so i think that, that makes sense for us like uh, and also, like, if we go to the DC cartoons from this time frame, like, I'm I'm not going to sit here and joke about the Batman and anim- the animated series because it's so fucking good. Like, right? Like well, that the, the stuff I've seen about it is really good, and I just don't have a lot of stuff to say about that. So, it's it's not only that, but it's also like it's been done a lot, right? So, oh, like, yeah. one of the things about moving on to um, Batman animated series, or even like um, that uh, that Justice Justice League show that everyone says is very good, like that's been discussed a lot because it is very good. I you didn't know there was an Avengers cartoon from the nineties. No, Most I didn't, people I know didn't know that there was one. I didn't know there was a fantastic four one from the nineties either. And that's, that's a, yeah, hoot. <laughs> yeah we're, we're kicking that around as well. Like doing these lesser known shitty Marvel things, because I'm just, I'm more comfortable like joking about it. Like when we get to, if we were going to do one of those DC things and not like there's been a huge clamoring thing where people have been begging us to do DC things. But if we, let's say we were going to, um, if we were going to do a DC thing, um, I feel like I would have no points of reference to it and there's some value to that but that's not really you know that's not my goal yeah um i i like i like things being goofy and quite frankly kind of shitty uh, yeah <laughs> like that, that, you know that's what i want i want things to uh, be like I'd, I'd like like my whole thing is to talk about something is to have fun with it like i don't want to do like a a critical breakdown like that because it's my personal thing mm. like i just don't want to do that like I don't, I don't i don't find a lot of joy in that um, so things that are like bad, good that I love unconditionally, um, are, are kind of my wheelhouse. Like I love the X-Men. Yes. I, I will consume just about anything with the X-Men in them, like video games, TV shows, cartoon, comics, whatever. I will usually like experience it in some way if it's interesting. Um, so like that is kind of where I'm at with that stuff. I want it to be kind of good, bad. And also I want to love it. And that's, that's what this stuff is yes. going to be. And I'm much so more I, familiar I with, that- with Marvel than DC. So yeah, I think that that's kind of where, uh, and that doesn't mean we'll never do like the good X Men, like X Men Evolution or X Men Wolverine and the X Men. But that kind of good bad is my favorite. I think that's the secret sauce to this show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, is 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 digging the the cool parts about it, but also recognizing the absurd parts. And we're we're pursuing that at least for now. You know, eventually we might move on to something that is more unequivocally good. But and uh, I mentioned at some point uh, I'm I'm reading that book that the. Uh, <clears throat> the story writer for X-Men, the animated series wrote kind of a, I don't think you call it a tell all, but like as a, I like a kind of a breakdown of everything some. that happened with it. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the process of reading that and I would expect to hear, I would expect for you guys to hear that probably around the time we talk about our feedback episode. Cause that'll give me enough time to mm-hmm. finish it and to kind of make some notes on it. I don't think we're, I don't think that's a whole episode, uh, but I, like, I feel like there's some interesting things that we could pull out of there that would be like, would explain some things that would be kind of interesting to know about. So, yeah, uh, let's, uh, I'll, I'll, I mean, we're in no rush to get through anything. Let's, uh, mm-hmm. let's see how you feel once you've gotten further in it. And I need that a good reminder for me to pick it up. Cool. And then, uh, we'll see, you know, see whether it feels like something that would support more time or less time kind of based on how it articulates. Do you know if that uh, Avengers Next that we're going to be covering is out there anywhere? Like, is it on the Hulu's or, or streaming or anywhere? Or is it straight up just like, go find some torrents somewhere? My, my guess is it's on YouTube. I don't know that to be true, but like, it is not a popular 
show. Um, <laughs> it's a because there's there's a bunch of Avengers. Let's see, uh, Avengers United they stand. Let's see if that comes with the full episodes in uh in the old YouTube. There's at least episode six. Um, oh, this is like I mean, wow, it's something you can actually uh pay for on YouTube. Oh, weird. weird. How much do they want? Oh man, they're the two dot. Uh, I've purchased individually a dollar ninety nine. That's too much for, for that. <laughs> this, this. Might be this might be a torrentable. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. The because uh, I mean I think some of them are just on YouTube for free, but we'll figure all yeah. that out. And we'll have I'll I'll have something in the that will come up on the Twitter when we start covering that stuff and kind of just pointing people to ways that they can they can watch that along with us. So yeah, I just found a playlist of all the episodes. Perfect. Uh, that is not, and it's not like an amazing rip. Oops, sorry, it's an amazing rip, but it's definitely adequate. Cool. These costumes. <laughs> like, um, this this is actually this is what we want. Before this, uh, this is the future. Before we cover that, though, we've still got one more episode of day, of uh, of the X Men animated series. Two more episodes of the X Men animated series to cover. So uh, that'll be what you hear from us in two weeks. So until uh-huh. then, uh, you can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find Gary mm-hmm. at uh, G- Gary Bud G A R Y B U H, and you can support the uh, podcast at patreoncom TV Yep. Also, ratings and reviews are much appreciated, and uh, we'll see you next time with the end of X Men: The Animated Series. Bye.